You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. Welcome back to Thrive. After six years of knowing each other online only, I finally got to chat face-to-face with my friend Corey, and I can't wait for you to hear the conversation. Corey is a fellow author, podcaster, entrepreneur, and mama who happens to be an expert at helping women just like you and me find their purpose and live accordingly. Today's episode really dives deep into what the heck your purpose even is and what or who God is calling you to be so that you can live more purposely than ever before. She also drops some stellar decluttering tips since she's an expert at that too. Stay tuned through this conversation. Drop it five stars if you like what you're listening to. And without further ado, welcome Corey. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on your show today. Yay, it's really been a long time coming. We were just talking before we hit record how Corey and I have known each other since 2015. Like back when both of our businesses were babies. I think you had just started your small shop with the Purposeful Planner. It had literally just launched. And now look at this, we're both published authors, we're both podcasters, entrepreneurs, speakers, like doing the things. So So crazy. It's really wild. I know Beyond the Planner, which is still thriving and so good, you now also have a whole bunch of other resources out there online. So you talk about goal setting, Mm -hmm. decluttering, simplifying your life, your business. So I'm so stoked to get to talk to you about so much of it today. I want to pass you the mic, introduce yourself, tell everyone all of the incredible things that you have done and that you are doing. Okay. It's always so awkward to like talk about yourself, right? (laughs) It's like, okay, yes, I've done these things, but it is, it's so what I'm passionate about. Yeah. So I'm Corey and I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and that is very new because I was born and raised in California and we moved here in August. And the reason I started my business was actually, I really wasn't trying to start a business. I was actually just trying to help inspire people to live on purpose and to live a purposeful life. And that is when I wrote my Simplicity Project book. And it was really created for myself because I needed to simplify our lives because my life was crazy. And I felt like I didn't have room to live on purpose. And so I wrote the book and then the planner happened and everything else just kind of fell into place. And so now I help coach women, female entrepreneurs that want to grow a purposeful business. And I have a podcast and I, yeah, I have a book, I have the planner and (laughs) I still have like all my decluttering and simplifying stuff. So I have, that's kind of in another little area called the Simplicity Society. So yes, we are juggling a lot of little business things going on over here. I love it. I would love to hear if you'd be willing to share how you felt that God called you to this space and place, especially since I know you cater so much of your work and your message around helping other women do the same. I feel like there's a lot of talk out there where people will say, okay, I started this and it happened. And then look at me now. Now I'm a thriving business. 
and women listening in might be like, okay, but like, how do I even identify my God-given purpose in the first place? Like, how do I know if it's God? And then once I feel like God's telling me, do this thing, okay, how do I do it? I know. (laughs) So can you kind of like go back in your mental Rolodex to when you first started all of that? How did that actually come to life? Like what, what did you feel like God was calling you to do? And then how did you take that first step to making it happen? Yeah. Um, well it totally does go back to like a God moment because my daughter and I were actually in Australia at a women's like Christian women's conference. And, um, one of the sessions, the pastor was talking about like just taking a piece of paper and letting God inspire you and just write down like what, what you, whatever it is that you see. And so when we went back to our hotel that night, I like wrote it all out. I actually have it like on my blog still. And I had, I had already been blogging, like just, I don't know. I, it was kind of also like, I felt like God was just asking me to share what was inspiring me for other moms that were in my shoes that felt like I just, you know, I want a little bit more with my life. Not that my kids aren't enough, but just kind of feeling that desire. So I had already been doing that, but then God really put on my heart to really like do something with it, to put it out there because I just felt like he was calling me and other women to step into like, you know, what he created us for and to start living that out. And so I just did. And so I, like I had said, like when I was kind of sharing a little bit about myself, like I didn't do it it, for the purpose of starting a business. Like that's what it turned into. And so um, I just kept doing like the little things I felt like he was asking me to do. And one thing led to the next. And that is, you know, and I feel like at the end of the day, if you, as long as you're just like obedient with the little things, like the next door will open and the next door will open. And then, but also being aware, like, it's funny because I have like an episode coming out on my podcast, just a solo episode where I'm talking about over the last few years, actually like kind of going my own direction and not where I felt like God was calling me and how that really created a struggle. And now it's like reshifted and refocused. So I think just always being open and aware to where I feel like he's calling me and, you know, I don't know. It is, it's a little strange journey, but as long as I keep doing that thing, it's like, it leads to the next. I love that. It reminds me of a quote. I want to say it was St. Teresa of the little flower. I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive that it was her where she said, just do the good that is placed before you. Or maybe it was mother Mm -hmm. Teresa. It was some, some Uh holy Teresa (laughs) 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 who, who who made the quote famous, do the good that is placed Mm -hmm. before you. So I think that's such an important thing to remember because the word purpose feels so big and feels so like, Oh, what is my purpose? Like it's a big thing that God destined for me. And when it becomes hard or confusing, I think it's so good to just break it down. Like, what is the what is the one next step right in front of your face that you can do that's in alignment with what you think God is calling you to do? And yes. that's the step to take right there. Like, it's the good that's right in front of you. So I love that. Yeah, absolutely. How do you define purpose? Because now I'm curious. Do you think it's this one <laughs> set thing that God created each of us to do? Or do you think it's kind of like more of a thematic thing for our lives that evolves with us as our own lives grow and evolve. 
I think, I mean, ultimately, I, because of my faith, I believe, like, I believe we actually all have the same, like, overall purpose. And that is to, like, be obedient to God and to point people to him. But then, like, obviously, we're all in different walks of life. We're all gifted in different ways that I think he also, like, gave us our own specific purpose. And I do think it kind of changes with you know, with your season that you're in. And as long as, like you said, as long as you're just doing that one good thing that's right in front of you, um, I do believe like if I can get aligned with my purpose and at this point, it's like I said, pointing people to God, but in the moment it's helping other Christian women, business owners, um, like that's what I'm doing until it changes you know, because that wasn't, that wasn't what I was doing six years ago. Like when we first met, I was just doing my business thing. And then as it got successful and as women started wanting help, that was the next thing I could serve them in. So, so yeah, I do think it can change as your life moves on and you go through different things. Well, it's cool though, too, because what you just said is a pretty broad thing, like just helping Christian women, you know, live better lives, pointing them back towards God, that is broad in and of itself. And it gives you the freedom to play within that space where you can, I think people get caught up in, okay, well, is, am I supposed to write this book or am I supposed to write this book? Or am I supposed to start this business or that business? And it becomes this nitty gritty, like, which one is the one that God wants me to do? Where we end up becoming paralyzed by inaction. And then I end up thinking like, you know what? That's exactly where the devil wants us in a place Mm -hmm. of inaction because we, when we're acting, we're threatening. (laughs) If you're acting in accordance with what God wants you to do. So if you're in this place of confusion of like, oh my gosh, I have no idea. There's just too many things and I can't, can't figure it out. And you just do nothing. Okay. Well, that's not good either. So I like how you just put it where it's this kind of broader thing where you have some room to play within that and not overcomplicate it. Because I think when we overcomplicate our purpose, we miss the point. (laughs) So absolutely. Absolutely. And that's something like that really, um, it's actually a quote from John Acuff and it's something that completely changed my life. And it was just the reason it was kind of like the catalyst to me actually like writing my book and creating the planner. And in one of his books, I'm not sure which one, but he says, um, 90% perfect and shared with the world changes more lives than hundred percent perfect and stuck in your head. And yeah. And so so I was like, like, okay, I cannot keep this stuff in my head. I just have to put it out there. And, you know, like if I wrote the book I wrote six years ago, seven years ago, whatever it was today, it would be very different. Like I, it would probably be better, but like I had to, I had to just get it out there. And so, um, that changed my life. And I literally like think about that all the time. Like, am I procrastinating to try and make this perfect when I could just put it out there messy and help some people? And so that's kind of how I have built my business. Instead of like waiting till everything's perfect, I just put it out there. That's awesome. Have you ever had a moment of regretting that? Oh, really haven't. Honestly, like, because anything I put out there, if I'm not... If I'm like, oh, it could be better, then I just tweak it and make it better and put it back out there, you know, Mm -hmm. because if I hadn't done those things, I would not be where I am today. I would not be sitting here talking to you, you know, if I didn't just put my book out there because my book 
even though it was totally imperfect and not, it was very short, simple and to the point it helped people. And then those people were like, Oh, can you like, can you create a planner that like implements what you teach in the book? And I was kind of like, Oh, well, Hey, I guess I just wrote a book. I guess I can make a planner, you know? So it was never an intention to have like this stationary company where I had this perfect planner and, you know, the perfect materials. And like, you know, we even had like a crazy situation this last run where we tried to use a U.S. manufacturer and they sucked. So it's like, okay, well, guess we won't be using them again. <clears throat> you know, so it's just, I don't know. To me, I would rather put something out and help some people and take that, whatever I put out, whether it's my podcast or a book or the planner or whatever it is, if I'm not like a hundred percent happy with that, with it, I can make it better the next time. It's so true. Do you have any sort of routine or a prayer that you love or any sort of like meditation or anything that you think has helped or does help and continues to help you always realign with your purpose or anything that like if there's a girl listening in where she's just like okay I have this desire I would love to know what God's purpose for me is I would love to step into that and do it but I'm just like not sure if I'm hearing God's calling or like my own wants and desires mm -hmm. what kind of is like your mental process for tuning into that and then being yeah. able to live by it I definitely am a huge fan of just doing like a major brain dump, like pen to paper. <clears throat> I don't care. Like if you're like, no, I'm all digital, like grab a piece of paper and a pen and just get it all out of your head. All the dreams you've ever had, all the thoughts you've ever, like the ideas, like I, maybe I feel like God's calling me to this. Maybe I feel like he's calling me to that and just get it out on paper. And I do that. I literally do that. Even though I know what my business is now, I still have dreams for things I want to do with it in the future, you know? And so I do that same process, but on a daily basis, I, you know, I use my 90 day journal that we have that, you know, that I, it's basically kind of a combination of my mindset journaling and then the purposeful planner. So it's like one side of the page is my morning mindset stuff. And I have to get into that mindset of, um, you know, gratitude first, and then going into affirmations of who I believe God's calling me to be, who he created me to be, and then the dreams he's put on my heart and then my intentions for the day. And that kind of helps keep me aligned on like a daily basis. But as far as like, when I feel like there's going to be some sort of shift in my business, I kind of sit back down and do the whole brain dump thing and I pray about it. And I just ask God to like open the doors that need to be open and close the ones that need to be closed. That's so good and true. And I think sometimes we fall into the trap of trying to force a door open that is supposed to be closed or like the door is closed and then we're like, but wait, there's a window. Like, let me still try. <laughs> and yeah. like, Trust that if God shut the door, he shut it for a reason. So like, yes. it's okay to walk away from the door and not keep ringing the doorbell like, hello, but like, wait, yes. <laughs> like, he knows how to I do know. it. So yeah, it is. It's a kind of a hard balance because I do think there are times that we need to like be persistent and, and, and try to figure out like, was God closing that door or is it just like the enemy trying to keep me from yeah. this? You know what I mean? It's, it's the door's hard, closed, but like, like, should I break in through the window? <laughs> exactly. 
is God showing me that window or am I just being selfish and dumb? Yeah. And so that can be hard, but you can't, you can't let it like hold you back either, you know? And, um, if something has obviously been closed for a reason, then yeah, just move on and see what he has in store for you next. Mm -hmm. You mentioned, um, I think you mentioned the word balance, which just made me think of when you're balancing living and like leaning into your purpose with all of the other things in life. I would love to hear your thoughts on that because I'm sure that for a lot of girls, it can feel maybe stifling at times or really frustrating when you really want to be all in to one thing. And you're like, yes, I've got it. I have clarity. This is my purpose. Like here I go. But inevitably you have all of these other things in what's called everyday life and like real life Mm -hmm. and other things deserve your attention too. So how do you balance living purposefully with also living intentionally in the rest of life and still, Mm -hmm. and not feeling like one is taking away from the other, you know, like when you're, you're like, yes, this business is it, but like, I also have to do laundry and I also have to take care of my family and like really having peace in that inner working instead of resenting one thing or the other along the way? Mm, That is such a good question. And I think ultimately, like if you are certain of your purpose, then you are going to be disciplined and willing to be intentional with the time, like with the time you take on certain projects or on your family. Cause for me, it's like God and then family and then everything else, you know? And so, and it's funny cause I, I feel like there's like, you know, it's kind of trendy right now to say like, there's no such thing as balance, but I think it's just been twisted. Cause in my opinion, balance, like picture yourself like on a surfboard or on a skateboard or on a snowboard, like balance is not like perfect and steady. You're constantly like shifting, like depending on like a wave coming or whatever, like you're shifting things. And so, um, that's kind of how I look at my life. It's like, if I know I'm coming into like a heavy season for the business, like I know I need to like be really intentional about taking some time with the family and making sure that that is like kept a priority so that I don't slip into like, you know, 24 seven work mode. And so, but it's, it's kind of just being aware, like what are the important things in your life? And if you're feeling burdened and like you can't fit in family and business, then maybe there's some other things taking your time that you should be cutting out, you know? And so, um, so I don't think balance is a myth. I just think it's changing and you have to be aware of like what's coming, what season you're coming into. Is it a time where you just need to like, Hey, like I'm saying no to all these business opportunities because right now my family needs me. And vice versa, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Hey, my family's awesome. They're good. They can have a movie night without me while I get something done. And just being like really aware of, you know, it just comes back to like really knowing your purpose and being intentional with how you live your life. Mm -hmm. I love that analogy because I always say balance is a unicorn because it doesn't exist in the sense of that perfect scale in your head. So I love that that metaphor or analogy, whatever the heck it would be called, that you gave with <laughs> being on a skateboard or a snowboard where it's kind of like this constant shimmy and this constant... Yes. It's a... I love that because it's not... 
um, it's not static. Like I think of, I think of the impossible balance being like that scale where you're looking for a very still perfect balance where they're equally divided and everything is yes. like equal attention. And that's just, that is just not reality. Yes, I love the absolutely. idea of it being like this very dynamic, this very evolutionary sort of thing where you are constantly intentionally and actively giving some, giving to another, giving some, giving to another. And you're having to check that and manage it and you cannot manage it passively. <laughs> like it's yes. not just going to magically happen and like, woo, I'm balanced. Like, no, no, no. This is a very active effort that you have to do. Yeah. And it requires that attention and intention across the board in every little thing in your life that you want to be a part of your picture. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, that's, and it's so true. And, and then you do have that piece when there is kind of like a, you know, a bump in the road or something comes up that you weren't planning for me. Like I just handle those situations better because I know like, Hey, like if this is what God's going to do to our day or to our timeline, I mean, like we were not planning on moving from California to Tennessee last year, but everything just happened and fell into place. So I could have been freaking out and like, what are you doing? What are we, you know, what is happening? But instead it was like, no, this is like, this is happening. Take a breath, pack up your house, sell 90% of your stuff and, you know, get your butt over there. And it was fine. And it was like, you know, some people are like, oh my gosh, like, how did you do it? But it just, it happened. And I think because we were so open to like, Hey, this is what, this is what's happening. So we can fight it and make it harder on ourselves, or we can just be okay with it. So it's so true. Okay. Now, since you mentioned selling 90% of your things, um, you're also obviously like a decluttering expert and things like that. So <laughs> this is a totally random aside, not having to do with purpose, but since spring cleaning is like on everybody's mind, Drop us like a couple of hot decluttering tips for someone to Ooh, like okay. work through their mental checklist right now. Like what are your top three or top five or whatever, top whatever things that you're like, gotta go. Okay. Oh my gosh. I mean, I love, <laughs> I love like decluttering and all that good stuff. Um, I would say the best thing you could do, like some of my favorite tips are like, like I said before, like kind of do a brain dump. And I have like one of those in the planner, we have like the master task list. And I think people get so overwhelmed because they're like, oh my gosh, I have so much clutter that they don't know where to start. And then they don't start. And so I think grabbing a pen and paper, grabbing your master task list, if you have the planner and walk through your house and just write down, okay, what are like, what is the problem area here that I need to like go after? And then I'm a huge fan of just doing things for short periods of time. I think you can get a lot more done. And so I say you set your timer, you grab a bag or a box and you hit like your worst problem area. <laughs> and for 15 minutes, just set the timer and fill that box. Like, I don't think you should think about it. Like, I think the whole talking to your clothes thing is a little bit crazy. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't think you should hold each item and talk to it and thank it. I think that's wild. I say, if it, if you don't like it, I'm fine with saying like, if it doesn't bring you joy, get rid of it. Perfect. But like, I don't think it needs to be this overdrawn process. I think for people that truly have like a problem with clutter, that's going to, they're going to stop. Like they're going to have an emotional breakdown and they're not going to do it. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm more like, let's get like, let's see some progress in 15 minutes because it motivates you to move on. Your timer goes off. You get to stop. 
you know, and if you want to set it again, set it again. Um, my other tip would be start with like your surface areas because that's what you see. Like you go dig into a closet or a cabinet for, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and you see that progress, but then you turn around and look at your house and maybe it's a mess. You don't feel any progress. So I love saying like, start with your kitchen counters, start with your desktop, start, you know, whatever the dining table, wherever you can see the clutter and just, you know, get rid of the things that you don't need. If you don't need it, then you probably should get rid of it. You know, it's not, there's no point. And I mean, we've gotten rid of so much because we moved, but, <laughs> but even before that, you know, we were just getting rid of a lot of stuff that we were like, why do we even have this? Like, we don't need this. And I'm definitely not by any means, like if someone came to my house, I'm not like this super minimalist person at all. Like we still have things and, you know, we have things that, you know, we got from my grandparents that I love or, you know, whatever that maybe I don't need, but I do like it. And I like what it does in my house. So, you know, I'm definitely not a minimalist person by any means. It's so true though, because there are so many times where I'm talking to my mom or some other family member or just whoever, and we're going through something and I'm like, okay, do you need it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll need it in the future, whatever. And I'm like, no, no, no. Do you, do you even like it? Like, is this even something that you like. And if you don't have a clear, immediate answer to that, then why on earth is it taking up space in your house? Yes. Yes. Like if you, you don't even like it, like, why do you still have it? This is such an easy thing where you could be like, I don't, I don't even, I don't love it. And I like, kind of like, man, if I even like it, okay, then yeah. Oh my gosh, donate it. Like it's time to go. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I know. And it can be hard. And I, I also say like, if somebody's really struggling and doesn't want to get rid of something, then don't like, I would hate to be the person that like, somebody's like, Oh my gosh, like, I hate her. Cause she made me get rid of, you know, I would never make someone get rid of something they don't want to get rid of. Um, but I like, I, there, there's literally been thousands of people who have gone through like my declutter system and it's so exciting to see like when they share a before and after picture or when they just share like, oh my gosh, I feel so free. Like that's what I want is people to just feel free to enjoy the house they live in, to be able to have people over without freaking out and going, oh my gosh, I got to like hide all this stuff, you know? And, um, I think another tip I love helping moms with is like, let your kids be part of the process. Like I see so many moms that are like, oh my gosh, my kids are at school. So I'm going to go get rid of a bunch of their stuff. And I just think that's like, it, that's not beneficial because, well, if your kid finds out, they're probably going to be upset. Like, where is my favorite toy? Why is it missing? <laughs> you know? And, um, and if you have them help, I always had my kids help and I would go in their room and I would put a box in there and I would say, I need you to put like 10 things in here that you don't play with that you don't want anymore that we can like donate to, you know, kids who don't have these things. And when I gave them that choice and they were the ones who were in control of it, like they had no problems with it, you know? And so we would do that like before Christmas or before birthday or whatever, when it was like, I could tell it was getting, the rooms were getting overloaded and <laughs> toys were like pouring out of every crevice, you know? And so it gave them that power. And now it's like, they, all my kids are just kind of like, they don't, love things they don't need all these things and and I truly think it goes back to like just teaching them that while they were young so that would be my next tip if you've got littles let them be part of the process because 
like, I think it teaches them in the long run to not like, you know, become these like clutter hoarding, hoarding people. <laughs> yeah. And just to not, to be detached from, like you said, to be detached from things where you're not a materialistic person. Not that everybody who has clutter is materialistic, but to just not have, not even let it build up because it's literally just like a, it's just stuff. Like don't yeah. need it, can easily part with it. It comes and goes like, mm-hmm. it's all good. I yeah. love that. Okay, another question for you going back to purpose, though, is I would love to hear you speak to the girl who feels really convicted and sure of her God-given purpose, but is just facing so many obstacles on the way to actually living that out or actually seeing it be a thing. Like maybe it's the girl who feels so strongly in her heart that God destined her to be a mom, but like she's been struggling with infertility for years. Or like the girl who has this incredible business idea and she just like knows in her heart, the Holy Spirit gave her this idea. Like this is a thing. It has to happen. But she has no money and no resources to start a business or like has no nothing at her fingertips. And it just feels so complicated and hard where maybe she's starting to question or even doubt if that is her thing. Like if if it just feels so impossible, I would love to hear your advice for her in that in that place. Yeah. Okay. I think that, well, number one, I think you have to, like you've, like we've talked about before, I think we have to be faithful with what's in front of us because even if God's put a dream on our heart and say, it's just something that's not going to happen in the immediate, you know, moment, we have to be faithful with what we do have in that immediate, you know, in the here and now we have to be faithful with it. We have to be faithful. I think with, I like to even just say like, to be faithful with your first. So the first of your day, the first of your money that, you know, the first of like your body, like you are like being faithful with all of those things and, um, and being patient. But I also think like, Hey, let's look at like, what are some of these obstacles? Like, are they obstacles that you can remove? You know, like if you're going back to like the woman struggling with infertility, then no, obviously that's not something she can do or she would have done it. But like, if we're talking like strictly business and somebody's just like, well, I don't have the finances. Well, how can you create the finances? You know, can you like work somewhere part-time or, you know, can you start just selling some, like, what can you do to bring in, like, if you need like a thousand dollars to get your business up and running online, cause I mean, we, you and I know you can start a business online for free. You don't even need a thousand dollars, but you know, like it, to me, if there is physical things that you can remove, then like, take a look at them and you remove them and let God do the stuff that God needs to do. It makes me think of um, that story of the person that was on a boat and the it was flooding and he was like, God sent like, get me out, I'm going to die, whatever. And then someone comes by on a boat and says, hey, man, like you're you got to you got to leave like the place is going to flood. And he's like, no, 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 I'm good. God's going to save me. Like, it's cool. And the guy passes and then a couple more times the same thing happens and then the guy drowns and he goes yeah. up to heaven and he's he's like, God, hello, like you left me hanging, you didn't save me. And he goes, uh, hello, dum-dum, I sent four people <laughs> to come pick you up and you did not take advantage of any of them. So <laughs> welcome yeah. to heaven. It's that same sort of thing where like we sometimes think that it's going to be a lightning bolt in the sky that comes to save us and 
we forget that we actually have a lot of power ourselves or we have mm-hmm. people around us who are there for for a purpose to help us with our purpose. So I love that you mentioned that too in that really breaking down and being honest with yourself and identifying, okay, what are the things that are completely out of my control that are truly a hand to God surrender, I have nothing, no part in this, versus what are the things where we still can't control all of it, but you can control something in it, Mm -hmm. even if that something is just the next step that you take in a specific direction. I think that's really important for people to know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think too, like if you truly are like every day, all day, like if you pray and you ask God, like, Hey, I've got this hurdle, like show me how to get through it. Like send someone my way. Like, yeah, not me myself, like send someone, let me connect with someone who is good at this. Let me connect with the right person who can help me through this. If you're asking for those things and you're creating that like awareness, you'll start to Like, I swear, like that stuff comes to you, like you attract what you put out there. And so if you're praying and believing to make a connection with someone who can help you get to that next level or that next step in your business, when you're thinking about it and praying about it, you'll be more aware and you'll see it like when God puts it there, instead of being like, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this? You could be missing, like you said, in that story, you could be missing that someone that God put in your path just because you're not even looking for it. Yes. And that's not to say that it's not there. If you're not praying about it, it's exactly what you just said. It's that you're not necessarily seeing it. So sometimes just heightening your awareness and your discernment of God at play in your world around you that right there can change the game for you because then you're aware, oh wait, this is it. Like this is this is exactly what I was praying for. This is something that is directly tied and you connect the dots faster and then you move along your route faster because you're not so internally focused on me, 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 me. You actually open up to seeing, okay, what's how is how are things moving around me? And it's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Super I love cool. it. Yeah. Well, Corey, I need to close out by asking you something that I ask everybody who comes on Thrive. And that is, what does Thrive mean to you? And how do you strive to thrive in your everyday life? Mm. I feel like, so Thrive means to me, and it definitely just is so aligned with your purpose, is when you are truly walking in your purpose and like, you are living your best life. And I don't mean like, I don't want to sound like cliche and like, Oh, like live your best life. But like, but truly like you are thriving when you are walking in that obedience, you're doing the things you're called to do, even if it's just folding the laundry, but like doing it with like a happy heart, like doing it with gratitude. And because it really goes back to that when you have gratitude and when you're doing what you're supposed to do, you are thriving and you can Mm -hmm. feel it, you know, when you don't have that resentment, like, because you are, you know, picking up the same toy you just picked up 10 times today. Like when you can start to have that gratitude and know like, this is where I'm supposed to be in this moment. I feel like then you have that feeling of that you're thriving. You're doing exactly what you are supposed to do in this moment. Yes. I love that. Was there a second part to that question? 
Um, how do you strive to thrive in your everyday life? I feel oh, like okay. you kind of come, you kind of hit that a little yeah, bit, but yeah. feel free feel free to elaborate if you need to. Yes, no, I mean, and that's the same, and it's and it's a struggle. Like I don't want anybody listening to think like, oh, well, she has it all together. Like, heck, no! I have to remind myself of these things, like when I get stressed and I'm resenting, like you know, some of my mom duties. It's like, worry get it together. Like you, you're alive, your family's healthy. Like just, you know, I have to check myself all the time. So these are not things that I just naturally do. These are things that I have learned. They help me to thrive and to live more purposefully. And I just, I have to be disciplined with them because I'm not naturally like, I would rather just sleep in, lay on the beach all day. I'm not a naturally like organized thriving, disciplined person, it's, it takes work, but it's so worth it. You know, when you learn those things that you have to do to keep yourself, you know, balanced and on purpose and thriving, like when you learn those things, you know, they're worth it. Totally. So where can people find you online if they want to connect with you more? Yeah. So, I mean, my website is just my name, Corey Clark and Corey is C-O-R-I-E. So CoreyClark.com. I'm Corey Clark on Instagram. That's where I love to connect with people really is on Instagram. And you can find all, you know, my podcast and shop and all that good stuff on my website. Yay. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on Thrive. I hope everybody goes and checks out your purposeful planner. Oh my gosh, your decluttering system, the Simplicity Project, all of the things. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Wait, before you go, make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. Drop five stars on your way out if you like what you just listened to. And come join the party on Instagram at thrive.podcast to stay inspired and thriving all week long. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.